From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of May 24th, 2011. I'm John Mejia, and I'll be your host this week, and I am joined by our Orlando team, Kathy Whirling. Scott Smith, I forgot your last name for a second, <laughs> Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and Max Eccles, who's going to be in and out during the day. We're missing a few people this week. Pete Werner, Walter Eccles, and Teresa Eccles are currently on a plane to Spain as we speak. Um, they're going to be doing a Mediterranean cruise, and they have the ABD add-ons for those crews, both, both the pre-stay in Barcelona and what we call, we refer to this as the embedded ABD, where they get to do all of the shore excursions with Adventures by Disney. So that sounds exciting. They're going to be back in a few weeks. Uh, if you keep an eye on the Diz and Pete's Facebook page and the Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook page, they're going to be doing a lot of live updates and uh, posting pictures from their trip and hopefully posting a couple of trip reports along the way. So that should be exciting. No one else wants to talk this week. <laughs> <laughs> On this week's show, the gang is going to talk about the event we d- attended this weekend with Dave Parfit for The Power of Ten. It was something about Star Wars and Dark Sides and things, and I don't know <laughs> exactly, but we had a good time. It was a really nice time. It was a breakfast, and we're also going to talk about our impressions of the new Star Tours ride. Kevin Close has a new segment he wants to try out, and it says Disney Highs and Lows. Mm. Mm. Kathy Willing's going to... They're all sitting there wondering, how am I involved? And you all are, right? Oh, You're going to participate. Kathy Willing is going to tell us about Pixar Weekend at Walt Disney World. The Disneyland team has a whole podcast for us, and we also have an email show for you this week. So a lot going on. We're going to start out with some housekeeping. Our first housekeeping is sad. Um, we have to announce the passing of some longtime Dizzers. Lori and Glenn Holland... She was Minnie Lore on the boards. Uh, they were killed on May 22nd in the tornadoes that devastated Joplin, Missouri. A um, bunch, bunch of people from the Diz and from the Passporter are doing a memorial, and they are going to be at the Italy Pavilion in Epcot on June 3rd from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. And uh, some of us are planning on attending. Pay our respects. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Um, the whole thing is just incredible. The devastation out there. Our hearts go out to all those folks. You watch the news and you see that, and you can you feel for the people who are involved. Until all of a sudden, you now know the name of someone. Right. right. You never think that. Right. This and is someone we all met. You may not. The mini law might not. At Dizzapalooza, we all met her. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet person. Her and I had been exchanging emails about the space shuttle launch, and she had been asking me where she should watch it from, and I was waiting to hear how she enjoyed it. And I hope she got to see it. I know. Yeah, I do too. Lori, ask Bob. He'll show you. Yep. There's also a first giving page set up for her, which will also, the proceeds of which will go to the Power of Ten, but specifically if you want to give in her name. Um, it's my understanding that they're working towards getting enough money to buy one of the stones for the engraved stones that will be placed at Give Kids the World. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that money would also be towards um, the, the Power of Ten promotion. It's one of those things where it's so tough. Everybody wants to do something. No one knows what to do. What's the right thing to do? 
if you want to give a little bit back, uh, please donate to Give Kids the World in Lori and Glenn's name. And hopefully we'll get to see some of you at the memorial on June 3rd. We also received an email from Mary Blaine, and I think Mary's sentiment sums up um, a lot of what people are feeling when stuff like this happens, especially when it's a sudden thing like this. So we're going to play the uh, voicemail that Mary sent us. I'll let you all listen to that. Hey, you guys. This is Mary on the Diz. I was just calling to just say thank you um, to all of you guys for the just the community you guys have created and maintained um, on the Diz. I just have been reminded over the past um, day uh, with many lore, um, Lori's passing um, in that terrible tornado that life is short and that good friends are hard to find and that the friendships that we make um, on the Diz are, are just the real deal. So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys. Um, also wanted to throw out the thought that maybe um, we could do some sort of fundraiser in her honor. I think it would be so cool um, to have something tangible um, to do with um, our thoughts and prayers and grief over losing one of our own, that um, that we would honor her, um, and that way it would be just really cool. So anyway, I'm just going to throw that out to y'all. I'm sure y'all have much better ideas than me. So anyway, y'all can kick that around amongst yourselves. So Thank y'all so much for what you do. Um, we really, really appreciate having a place where we can meet other people and just really live life. So thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for sending that in, Mary. Um, like I said, there's a First Giving page for these folks. There's also going to be a memorial. But anything creative anybody wants to do, you know, have at it. Please. I'm going to jump in here and just say that she talks about this being very real. That the the folks on the page the, on the Diz are you're, you know you make friendships that are very real, and I just have to say thank you. I would like to first thank Melissa, who's Melissa from RI on the boards, for setting up a page in honor of my mom. And I would like to uh, thank everyone who donated money to give kids the world in her memory. I am touched beyond belief. We've raised over twenty three hundred dollars, so I just want to say thank you. Yes, thank you to everybody. This also leads me to something else that we want to bring up in housekeeping. We talk about how people are touched by the boards and stuff. We don't realize the extent of who listens and where mm-hmm. they listen and why they listen. And Corey has a story that we want him to share with everybody. Yeah, at the, um, at the Power of Ten breakfast this past weekend, one of our listeners gave us an incredible gift um, that I think is probably the, the best gift we've ever received. He... Um, he handed over a folded American flag um, from Afghanistan that he flew along with a, a certificate. Um, his name's Kevin Barrow, um, and their certificate reads, This American flag was flown in Afghanistan by Technical Sergeant Kevin Barrow, United States Air Force, during Operation Enduring Freedom. For the Diz Unplugged podcast team, thank you all for bringing a little bit of the magic to me while I was deployed so far away from home and family. And he said he would download the show there, but... The internet was so slow, it would sometimes take two to three days to get the show. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, he, would t- he talked about paying a good sum of money for internet access. Then he realized it was routed through India by way of China. 
And he said it wasn't even as fast as the old dial-up service. So downloading oh, one of our shows would take him, he did say, three or four days. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. And what an incredible thing to receive. It mm-hmm. kind of brings you back to a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff's been going on, and we all have busy lives and stuff that's going on. And we think, last week we didn't do the show because I was sick and Pete was sick. And sometimes you kind of it's easy to forget that there are people out there listening mm-hmm. and that it kind of brings a spark to their day. Well, we just had that email week. from that woman who thanked Julie for what she talks about. Right. And how what it means to her. And this gentleman talked about, you know, what it meant to him being in Afghanistan. And I think to myself, you know, there are times when I think this is, you know, I'm busy and this is silly. And listening to him talk made me realize why we do this. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for that. That's an incredible gift. Yeah, thanks, we, Kevin. That was awesome. We will cherish that forever. Um, speaking of the Power of Ten, I want to remind everybody about our Power of Ten challenge that we've going out. We're going to reach a million dollars, raise a million dollars for Give Kids the World. It's at Power of Ten. That's the words Power of and the number 1010.us. Last time I checked, right before leaving for the podcast, we're about $21,000 into it. But that doesn't include what Dave raised over the weekend. And um, the donations are staggered as they as they come in. So I'm sure it's more than that. But, I don't think that includes the stuff that was for my mom yet. Right. That hasn't funneled it. Actually, I think it, I think it has. I saw the uh, the line in there from oh, maybe it has went been. in. So what we're challenging people is not only to find, for 10,000 people to find 10 friends to give $10 each, but come up with something creative and different and new to raise money for um, Give Kids the World. Anything you want to do will support you. We'll give you a voice on the show to, to make sure people come to it. But just go out and do it. Be well, crazy. speaking of that, there's the event up in Massachusetts, July the 2nd, and Katie and I booked our tickets last week so we'll be there okay tell us a little bit more about that they're having a um they're going to show the movie cars 2 at this theater and all the money raised is going to go to give kids the world i believe they have 150 people so far last mm-hmm. time i looked at that wow. thread that's pretty incredible and there's going to be a barbecue afterwards they're going to charge i think 10 bucks a person mm-hmm. to see the movie and dreams unlimited travel is going to match whatever donations are raised that's awesome so hopefully we will get quite a bit of people out there so we can Get a big donation. But also, I think it's going to be fun. So they've partnered with with a movie theater to Mm -hmm. do this? Actually, the person who started this has, I believe it's her brother, has gotten them to donate the space at the movie theater. And we have to thank um, Tara, TSWJan78. Tara is the spearhead behind all of this. I sent you a private message, Tara. Read your email. (laughs) So check that out on the boards if you want to get involved and get the specifics of it and see what's going on. There is a thread, New England Cars 2 Meet to Benefit Power of 10. 175 people signed up. Wow. Oh, wow. And barbecue info. That's the name of the title. It's been amended. So the title of the thread. Okay. I'm going to stick that to the top of the board so you'll find it. Oh, Corey's making a sticky. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Not like we don't have enough, right? All right. That's all I have for housekeeping. Anybody have anything else they want to mention? All right. We're going to move on to the news, and Kathy has volunteered. <laughs> well, I asked her to do it, and she said yes to read the news. For numbers, the numbers, numbers. And I don't think there's any tongue twisters in here this week. <laughs> no, and I saved the sad part for housekeeping, so you should be okay. Thank you. 
So the first story is Disney wants to trademark Bin Laden killers. Media Bistro reports that the Walt Disney Company is trying to trademark the unit's name of the special team that took down Bin Laden in Pakistan, SEAL Team 6 through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Incredible, Office. Incredible, isn't it? Leave it's it to Disney. Coolish. Yeah. Disney's application, filed two days after Bin Laden's May 1st death, includes toys, games, and playthings, gymnastic and sporting articles, except clothing, handheld units for playing electronic games, Christmas stockings, <laughs> Christmas tree ornaments, snow globes, and then they go on and say clothing. So I'm not sure. Footwear. Um, let's kill Bin Laden's snow globe. Footwear, headwear, and entertainment and education services. The company hasn't announced its plans for the patent if granted. The members of the special team that took down bin Laden in Pakistan are unlikely to ever speak publicly about the raid that ended a decade-long manhunt, but that won't stop the move to publicize the group being heralded as heroes. While any kind of film is at least a year from completion, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Howard Wasden's book, Seal Team 6, Memoirs of an Elite Navy Seal Sniper, is being rushed into stores this week ahead of its originally scheduled May 24th publication date. I mean, first of all, these guys are special ops, and they're not going to talk to anybody about anything. Mm -hmm. That's just not what they do. But be that as it may, I find this all just a little bit creepy. Yeah. (laughs) On one hand, I'm I'm sort of glad maybe that Disney got it, because maybe they'll – I don't know if you could do it tastefully – but if anybody could handle the sensitivity of this, I think Disney could. I don't want to, when I say it's creepy or ghoulish, I don't want to negate the heroism involved right. in the, right. the people who did this. That's not at all what I mean. I just think the idea of capitalizing but on it. you don't it think of with, snow globes with this whole right. thing. Yeah. I, I think, you know. Uh, you know, remote control and, helicopters. And, yeah. Right. Or Christmas tree ornaments. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 Christmas tree ornament. Because that's really the spirit of Christmas. You can you almost know? see things like shirts or you know things like that that would glorify the Ben who did this. Mm-hmm. But what kind of games are you going to create around this? I wonder if part of it is just sort of covering the bases, like getting the trademark for everything possible. That's what I was wondering. Even if they're not necessarily, I mean, a snow globe, like really, yeah, shoots and ladders. You know, but this way they own it, so no one else can make one. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, Disney does that with their websites. They go out and they grab up every website they can think of. Just in case. Yeah. So maybe that's what they've done here. Is get, just in case, let's make sure we have it. That in case, some, or, or even if they own the copyright to it mm-hmm. or the trademark to it, if someone else wants to use it. Let's just mm-hmm. buy it from them. That, right. You can lease it from me. or Yeah. Interesting. All right. Okay. So our second story is the suit against groping Donald Duck settled. April... Magalon sued Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, claiming that she suffers from nightmares, post-traumatic stress disorder, and acute anxiety after a Disney World employee dressed as Donald Duck grabbed one of her breasts three years ago. Disney settled the suit this week in Philadelphia Federal Court. The terms of the settlement were not disclosed in court filings. Magalon claimed that the pantsless cartoon character molested her during a March 2008 Vacation then made gestures making a joke indicating he had done something wrong, according to the suit, which sought in excess of $50,000 in compensation plus punitive damages. The complaint stated that the incident caused permanent damage injuries that left Magdalene unable to attend to her usual duties and occupation 
all to her great financial detriment and loss. Why, what was she, a duck keeper? I, mean, I know. I can't go near the ducks. Especially pantsless ones. Yeah, is it Donald Duck being pantsless has she anything to do with it? can't play duck, duck, goose anymore. Yeah, the, she says she suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, muscle contraction headaches, anxiety, nausea, cold sweats, insomnia, Nightmares, flashbacks, and digestive problems. Big deal. I get that before the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It says the run-in triggered a severe shock to her entire nervous system and resulted in other injuries, the full extent of which are not known. That lawsuit claimed, and she said, it ruined her vacation. (laughs) Most of that is a lawyer's. Now, this is what what you're feeling, right? What's the one that you, you can't? You can't have relations. It's it's it, it, there, what there's a term yeah. for that too. I can't think of what it is, but I mean that's about the only thing they. You can't have duck that. relations. You can't have can't marital have relations, or it's uh, interfered with the marital something or other. So I don't know. Is her husband dressing up as a duck? <laughs> I guess now they're not. And I like now it says it was settled, right? That yeah, doesn't necessarily settled. mean dropped. Right. It means that they've come to an agreement, and it might be monetary. It might be. Some other Another terms. vacation. Yeah, really. <laughs> that they put pants on Donald. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a little strange. But then, you know what? That's also sort of refreshing instead of hearing the Casey Anthony stuff. So maybe these kind of stories are a little bit better. A little bit more fun. So our next news story is Disney Dream doesn't dent older cruise ships. And this is from the Orlando Sentinel. Walt Disney Company revealed a few details about the popularity of its cruise line last week as it discussed its fiscal second quarter earnings with stock analysts. Chief Executive Officer Bob Iger said that the company's three-ship fleet is more than 95% booked for the current quarter, spring, 86% booked for the fourth quarter, summer, and almost 60% booked for the company's fiscal first quarter, fall. Which is pretty interesting, considering the new ship has 4,000 guests on it, a considerable number of staterooms, Iger said. We added a significant amount of inventory, and bookings are very strong. Iger said shipbuilders in Papenburg, Germany, continue to make progress on the Disney Fantasy, the sister ship to the Disney Dream. It is to begin sailing in spring 2012. This is all those people out there who are waiting for discounts to come along and kids sell free. It's just not going to happen, guys. No. It's just not going to happen. They are selling like mad. Yeah. And I know even for the fantasy for next year, there's a lot of sale dates that there's very limited. Mm-hmm. So even bringing another ship on, there really is the demand out there. you got to give them credit. Not only are there new ships that have people interested, there's new itineraries that have people mm-hmm. interested. People are really looking forward to these uh, coming out of Galveston. Yeah, they really got creative with the itineraries. They did. Going out of New York. So got to give them credit for that for sure. That's what people want. They want new ships. They want cool ships. Then they want different places to go. I'm just happy we're going to have both of the new ships here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I read somewhere that I didn't realize that till they said it, that the new ships wouldn't fit through the Panama Canal. Correct. But the Panama Canal is going to go and under, undergo an expansion. Right. I'm going to get the year wrong, 2013 or something like that. So they'll fit. But I thought it was like really that. generous that they, they put them here. Oh. And then when I read that... You know, they couldn't get through the Panama Canal. It's like, <laughs> well, no then where, to, you know, where else would they Oh, they could, have, they could have moved one of the bigger ones up to New York. And then the New York sailings with the magic. You think that's, that. you think that's still going to happen? Like when, I mean, when the new ship comes on and now they've got four ships and 
they announce the next set of itineraries? Do you think they're going to move once that contract is up? They're going to move a new ship somewhere else, or do you think they're always possibly? Going to be here? You know, if they need more people on that ship, right. I mean, I think one of the new ships doing the uh, Hawaii itinerary, right? Bigger ships sailing out to look how fast mm-hmm. Hawaii sold exactly. out. Yeah, but Hawaii sold out really fast because there was one also. Right. That's a long trip, and it's ex- and it's an expensive trip, but there was one. So it's like those Panama Canal crew, uh, sailings used to go. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one sailing, so it was... Bob always said, why don't they just sail back and forth through the Panama Canal? <laughs> so, yeah. so that every time. Exactly. I think this is a test out of New York, too. I think, you know, to see if it does fly, so... And those weekend getaway cruises are pretty popular, mm-hmm. huh? For New York? The two-night cruises? Yeah. Surprisingly so. But you know what? That's also a chance to taste it. It's a and taste, it's not a right. commitment. You know what? A week is a commitment. You know, yeah. That's your whole vacation. I think that's appealing to a lot of people who haven't been on cruises before. Yeah. It gives you an opportunity to try it without really committing. But isn't that nice that now they, they can find a whole new market to bring? So they've already got high demand. And if they can get this whole group of people that have never cruised before, oh, right, exactly. that's brilliant. And they're going out of New York. Uh, the tri-state area in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. This is part of their highest affinity group for Walt Disney World. Okay. This is the highest group of people who will travel to Walt Disney World. So if you can capture that for a cruise line. Got it made. It's a bingo. Okay. Our final last story is Disney Ride reopens after woman found unconscious. Walt Disney World reopened Space Mountain after the ride was shut down because a woman was found unconscious on it. Officials said a 48-year-old woman was found passed out Saturday when the ride pulled into the station. Disney World officials called the Orange County Sheriff's Office to 4950 World Drive for further investigation. Officials said the woman was taken to Dr. Phillips Hospital, but her condition was unknown. Disney officials do not believe the ride was malfunctioning, but inspected it for safety reasons. Disney officials said the ride was open and functioning normally on Sunday. They found that one person who said this is a dangerous ride. Oh, yeah. He's this. I, I guarantee you, he's the same one in the wife beater T-shirt that they find after a hurricane. It sounded like a train. Yeah. Or, or the one guy who saw the lights in the sky. Right. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, and I'm like, oh come on, that was you know you had to find that person that said that this is a dangerous ride when this is only. What did they say? Three people have been hurt since 2005, I think it was. Right. Three she, people? Pre existing conditions. Right. I mean, yeah. this is definitely, I don't know what the woman's story is or anything. And Space Mountain has been running since 1973. Right. Right. This does not sound like she 75. Well, I, got, I got to tell you, I mean, I love, I love Space Mountain. I love roller coasters. I do think Space Mountain is rough. I thought after the, the rehab, I thought it was going to be smoother. It's still rough. You know, if you compare it to rock and roller coaster. Which is so smooth. I mean, I don't think you know it's it's so rough to where. But we've all you know, seen Space in- Mountain with the lights on. Yeah. If you go to any carnival anywhere right. or any boardwalk or any amusement park, it's a wild mouse. It's a mm-hmm. it's a. They usually consider this like the kitty coaster. <laughs> the scare factor is the fact that it's dark. So I mean, it's not. I, I, these have been in existence for a really long time. It's you know look at Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. And there's also no. You know, no lighting effects on this that are anything out of the ordinary. You know, there's glow-in-the-dark stars posted, you know, stuck to stuff. It's not like Rock and Roller Coaster where they do those light effects coming mm-hmm. at you and stuff. So, you know, this all sounds like she had something wrong with her. Yeah. 
That's usually the case. When I see stories like this and they, they, they talk about that, that guy that says that things are dangerous, just always makes me then wonder about the other stories that they report on, that you really almost have to take the news with a, a grain of salt. Oh, because they're gonna, I don't know about other places in the country, but in Orlando, nothing sells a story like something right. bad happening at Disney World. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we were watching TV, and there was a the crawl across the bottom. And as soon as we saw Walt Disney World, oh, no, stop yeah. and rewind, mm-hmm. and what's going on? And- right, but they put the crawl on, and you think to yourself, really? This was breaking news? It's. It, I can understand if there was a security issue at Disney World. Don't you know? And the I way they do. word it is always woman unconscious at Disney. Right. Stay tuned at eleven. And then <laughs> I thought it was funny too because they the one of the clips they had a little flip camera, and that they were showing video in the park because you know like the news stations aren't allowed in the park. Right. So they had one of their people with a flip camera, and I'm like, that's pretty bad if yeah. that's the way you have to report. Everybody's a reporter now. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody. Well, the news channels aren't a lot of times aren't even allowed on property. They have to stand across the street at the crossroads. They do mm-hmm. and report. <laughs> Reporting from the Richard Petty driving experience. <laughs> so that's it for the. News. I hope she's okay. Yeah, yes, I we do, do too. too. We hope so, so. Thank you very much, Kathy. All right, let's move on to rapid fire. Anybody want to go first? I'll go. Um, cool. There's a there's a new dining. Um, option at Animal Kingdom Lodge. According to the Disney Food blog, Walt Disney World has developed a new program at Animal Kingdom Lodge based on their popular Dine with an Imagineer program at Hollywood Studios. Currently in a trial phase, Dine with an Animal Specialist, an untamed lunch, is being offered at Sanaa on Wednesdays from 11.30 a.m. to 1.15 p.m. Guests will have the opportunity to dine with and ask questions with one of Disney's animal experts while enjoying the breathtaking views of the Lodge's savanna. Meals consist of four courses. There's a children's menu available and is limited to 12 guests. The program is $49 for adults, $29 for kids ages 3 to 9. Tax and an 18% gratuity um, are not included. Okay. Price does include a $5 donation to Disney's Worldwide Conservation Fund. To book this, you can call 407-938-4755. Now, is it like having a lobster at Lobster Feast where you can go and pick your animal out of the savannah? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like that one where you use a big crane and try be to great, get the gazelle. You know, they keep them in a nice little cage. They give you a laser pointer and you pick it up. <laughs> one you want. That'd be excellent, wouldn't it? We'll see how popular it is. You don't think it's going to be popular? Do I? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> it probably will be only because it's one of those things I don't care about. <laughs> like the Wild Africa Trek and the Sunrise Safari. I don't think I have any interest in any of that. And people love it. Because so. it's outside and hot. And, and early. Nature. <laughs> and early. Yeah, early is always a big All one. of our favorite descriptive words. <laughs> outside, hot, and early. All right. Thank you, Corey. Who else has a rapid fire? I'll go. This isn't really my rapid fire, but this is a lead-in for mine. Disney Channel oh, rocks. Wait. He didn't tell us we had to have lead-in. I'm sorry. Well, it, this is the news story, this but then my rapid fire raising is the bar. Do we have music. Anti-news story. Disney Channel rocks is different during Star Wars weekends. Uh, Disney Channel rocks show will look a little different while Hollywood Studios hosts Star Wars weekends through June 12th. Thanks to the temporary stage in front of the Sorcerer's Hat, there's not room for the float that travels down Hollywood Boulevard to circle Darn. around and park for the musical dance show. Instead, performers enter from the side and use the stage. I'm not even going to bother reading the rest of it. My point being is that Mulch, Sweat, and Shears is also different during 
uh, Star oh, yeah? Wars weekends, but nobody ever reports on Mulch, Sweat, and Shears. You do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, just in general, like if you haven't been to the park and walked by and seen the band, you wouldn't even know they exist. Um, but Are during... they the ones that wear the kilt to Epcot? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jerk. No. They dress like the Beatles. They dress like the Beatles. <laughs> oh, they're gone, too. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, during... At least during Star Wars weekends and for the foreseeable future, during weekdays, uh, the first two sets are 4 and 5 p.m. on Streets of America like normal on the truck. But then the last three are 7.45, 8.45, and 9.45 on the big stage. Ooh. And so it's a full That's light cool. show at night uh, right there in the main area, and it's pretty sweet. And then uh, Extra Magic Hours are Monday night. The sets are 10.45 and midnight. And I did that last night, and that was late. Wow. I can't believe people are in the park at midnight. Oh, please. Yeah, they <laughs> but, love it. Do you know in advance when you're going to sing, or is it like lies um, It's kind of, if I mean, if I'm in, it just kind of depends on what the set will be. Like, we'd, we'd figure out what we're going to play right before we go out. Because we so. should organize a meet for one night when, you, when you're going to be there. Yeah. I don't want to go when you're not there. Right, right, right. I, I, have, I have dates scheduled. But, can uh, we not do it at midnight? It, oh, I can do it at midnight. Yeah, I can do it at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, I like those for, early things. Yeah. Kathy's the early bird with the <laughs> night owls. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You should put a schedule up and let people know when you're going to be there. Okay. I can do that. A mulch meet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, that's me. Thanks, Scott. Kathy, do you have one? Yes, I do. And this ties into Star Wars Weekends. That due to high attendance expected for Star Wars weekends at Disney's Hollywood Studios, um, they're going to restrict parking at the Yacht and Beach Club and the Boardwalk. And they'll be checking. It'll be restricted to only those staying at the resort, attending a convention event at the resort, or with dining, recreation, or spa reservations. So be prepared. If you've got a, a reservation number, bring it. It won't be like one of those times where you can just go, hey, I'm here to go to the gift shop and they'll let you in. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared to, to park other places. Technically, that's the rule anyway. Right. It is. But they yeah. really just right. enforce it. This was my first Star Wars weekend. Really? Uh-huh. Let's save it for the when we talk about Star Tours and the event. Okay. Because we definitely want to hear your opinions of... We'll nerd out all at once. Yeah, really. <laughs> big geek fest. Thank you, Kathy. Kevin, do you have a rapid fire? I do. Mine is a repeat from weeks before. We have space available on our London Paris, Disneyland Paris trip. There's only a few left. Uh, If you're interested, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Yes, this is a pricey trip. However, it's pretty much the trip of a lifetime. John and I took one of these uh, extended adventures when we went to Italy back in 2006. And I don't think a week goes by that we don't mention that trip or something about that trip or how much we enjoyed that trip. Or So it's really an opportunity to do some things with some like-minded people. Yeah, do the ABD trips. I mean, they're just great. And if you're with a bunch of people that enjoy Disney, and I keep saying this, I wasn't prepared for the the friendships, the depth of the friendships that I made on the tour. It really Kathy ended. just doesn't believe anything we ever tell her. She doesn't. And, and you know what? And the people that that started the tour that didn't think that they were going to like it, and at the end of it, how much they really enjoyed it. So if you're on the fence, go for it. It's we have one uh, young person who is joining us on the trip who has told us that this is the only way to vacation. Jason. Mm-hmm. He, hey, Jason. 
and loves it. So we're looking forward to doing this, and we hope that we can talk a couple of extra people into going with us. And we're in single digits. No, double digits. Double digits. We just passed Gosh. triple digits yesterday. We're at double 99 digits. days. Oh, cool. And that's going to go by so fast for you. It is. Time is a flying. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. That will do it for Rapid Fire. That will do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged discussion. Please, uh, roundtable discussion, please stay tuned for our other segments. We're going to be talking about the breakfast hosted by Dave Parfit for the Power of Ten at Star Tours for at Disney's Hollywood Studios for Star Wars Weekend. We're also going to be talking about our impression, the gang's impression of Star Tours Ride, the new and improved Star Tours Ride. Kevin Close is going to have a dis, uh, segment about Disney's highs and lows. Kathy Rowling is going to tell us about Pixar Weekend at Walt Disney World. The Disneyland team has their very own podcast, and we're going to be doing an email show this week as well. So a full plate for everybody. Thanks for listening, and please come back for our next segment. You're about to stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> Stop listening. <laughs>